0: Just want to welcome you once again. Uh, if you're joining us on Zoom tonight, uh, it's a pleasure. It's our pleasure and honor to have you join us uh, once again on this Saturday afternoon. Uh, we serve a good God. We serve a God who cares about us, a God who, who loves us. And if you're joining us on Facebook Live, again, we just want to welcome you. Uh, God is good. His mercy endures forever. There can be nothing further from the truth that God's mercy is from air forever, from, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen. so tonight... Uh, I'm going to be sharing the word. Uh, we've been talking about uh, living from the higher life. So I'm going to continue. Uh, I'm going to actually talk about one of the subjects, one of the topics of living uh, from the higher life. Um, we are also having up, uh, loading up our podcast. We're building up a podcast library uh, on uh, anchor.fm, also on Spotify. I think Spotify is easier for people to download. So if you download Spotify, you download the app on your phone, uh, or either Android or iPhone, you can just go ahead and download it. And if you look for Carl Walker, you will, probably, you will see, not probably, you will see uh, our, our channel there called Manifesting Christ. Uh, you can uh, subscribe to the channel. And uh, every week when we upload these, the, the teachings, the, the, the series or, or the word, uh, you can get it on your phone while you're driving. You can listen to it, get caught up in glory, get slapped in glory, uh, whatever you want to do. You can share it out with people as well. So continuing on from what I was speaking about a couple of weeks ago, living from the higher life. Uh, today I want to be talking about um, a topic that isn't discussed much in the church. Um, I might not share my screen. Uh, i probably share it just for a few for a few things, uh, because I want, I want you to get want to get your attention. So, talking about the higher life, um, we've read in scripture a couple of things, and uh, I'm talking about Jesus knew their thoughts. So, if you look at Matthew chapter 25, uh, sorry, Matthew chapter 12 and verse 25, excuse me, Matthew chapter 12 and was 25, it says, and knowing their thoughts. If you read that verse, it said Jesus knew their thoughts. Now you probably read this several times. Uh, I've read it many times, and we we write it off as Jesus is God and He knows our thoughts. There is nothing that is hid from Him. But I want you to uh, I want to draw you to the fact uh, that. As he is, so are we in this world. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 17 says, As Jesus is, so are we in this world. So that means that you are just like Jesus. There is absolutely no difference uh, between you and Jesus because that's exactly what the word says. As he is, so are you. And that's amazing because when you look at it, uh, the word of God does not make any uh, uh, differentiation between us and him. Because in Christ, we are in him and he in us. In us dwells the fullness of the Godhead because in Christ dwelt the fullness of the Godhead. So if, if the Godhead was in Christ in all its completeness and then because Christ is in you, then the fullness of God also dwells in you. So often we, we write this off as, you know, uh, oh yeah, Jesus, he's God. I mean, he knows our thoughts, he knows everything. But I want to take you through a very basic uh, introduction uh, to this today. And uh, at a later point, I'm going to continue to talk a little bit more about it. Uh, but I want to leave it to you so that you take it, you study the scriptures you look at the verses and uh, you ask the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, teach me, show me some things. So when we look at the Cano's life, we've got this new life. We talk about the higher life. I've been speaking about it. The Cano's life, we have a unique way that we can communicate in the spirit. Okay, but this is something that's not been spoke, openly spoken about in churches for the fear that, this, is, this could lead to something wrong. I, w- I want, you, want to draw you to the fact uh, that uh, when you look at theology, modern theology, modern theology is or what we have received is more or less Western theology. There's a lot of things that are written in the Hebrew Bible, in the Greek New Testament, that the Western theologians don't seem to understand. And when we base our theology based on the Western theology that we have received, we kind of lose out on what God's word says. So when we talk about the chaos life, there is a way that we communicate. We can communicate in the spirit, but this is not openly spoken about in churches because, you know, it's like, what will people say? Okay? But knowing what you have on the inside of you, understanding what you have on the inside of you because Jesus because Christ is living on the inside of you living in you will set you free from religious biases and all kind of control mechanisms and that's exactly what happened to me when i experienced uh, uh you know that freedom in Christ all my religious biases began to fall apart one not immediately one by one one by one as i kept letting the holy spirit teach me things, and, and, and just listen to what he's saying, one by one those religious biases and control mechanisms fell away. So because we are able to see and communicate, or being able to see and communicate in the spirit, is called different names. The ability to be able to see and communicate in the spirit is called different names. The media calls it telepathy. Scientists call it mental radio, but the Bible simply says Jesus knew their thoughts. Now, I showed you a verse from Matthew 12, verse 25. That's my base for, for tonight. We're going to look at some other verses as well. But the media calls it telepathy. The scientists call it mental radio, but Jesus simply knew their thoughts. So according to the dictionary, if you look at the dictionary.com online and you look at the word telepathy, uh, it says, telepathy is a communication between people of thought, feeling, desire, etc. It involves mechanism that cannot be understood in terms of known scientific laws. Okay, that's what the dictionary says. You can Google it, uh, look at dictionary.com, type in the word telepathy, you're going to get the meaning of the word. But let me just bring this into perspective. Many of us have been in ministry for several years. Many of us have been Christian, if not in the ministry, but many of us have been in church for several years. How often have you walked up to the, to somebody, if you're a minister, and you said something to them, and it was exactly what they were thinking? How often have you walked up to the pastor for whatever reason, you know, to ask him to pray for you or whatever, and they said something that was exactly what you were thinking about. Where did you think that thought came from? Okay, but before I ask you where do you think that thought came from, I want to ask you, have you experienced that where you walked up to somebody and they said something to you that was exactly what you were thinking or did you say something? If you're a minister, you're a Christian, you've been preaching and praying to people or whatever, and you've gone and said something to somebody, and it was exactly what they were thinking. If you're on Zoom or on Facebook Live, you just I want to see some interaction on the chat. Tell me, have you ever experienced that? If you have experienced it, where did you think those thoughts came from? I'm not talking about prophecy. We've spoken about prophecy before. But I'm talking about something where you've gone and and spoken to something this is in your mind this something is in your mind and you've gone and spoken to someone and then that person tells you something they don't know what you what 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 you're thinking about but you speak something to them and it's exactly what they're thinking and then they say you know what well, they say hey bro this is exactly what i was thinking exactly what i was thinking or they say probably pastor this is exactly what i was thinking Where did you think that came from? That's right, Pastor Vision. It came from God. Exactly. So, if you look at the word telepathy, the word divided into two, the word tele means, it simply means over a distance. That's exactly what our televisions do. They they convey a message in audio and visuals over a distance. The program may be aired from one end of the world, and you're watching it in the other end of the world on your television. So it's carrying the vision and the sound and the audio over a distance. And the word pathy means feeling, perception or empathy. Interesting, interesting. It means feeling, perception or empathy. And funnily enough, or at least I would say interestingly enough, the Catholic Church has a word for this. They don't call it telepathy. They just call it cardiognosis. That's two words, Cardio and Gnosis, As You can Google it, you can look it up. Cardionosis means knowledge of the heart. It is only used in scripture as an attribute of the deity of God. To God's knowledge of man's heart. It's never used in some special knowledge that we have of, our, or of other people's heart. The source of this cardionosis, the source of these thoughts that you speak out to somebody which they confirm that is there, it was in their mind, the source of that is from God. Cardionosis, very interesting. It means the knowledge of the heart and it's used only in attributes of of the deity, of God. It is God's knowledge of man's heart. And Jesus in Matthew chapter twelve twenty five says Jesus knew their thoughts. Remember, we are, we're talking about the higher life, the Canons life, the life, the new life in Christ, the resurrected life, where you have access to the to the throne room of God. Uh, you are in that place called uh, Heavenly Jerusalem, City of the Living God. Uh, you know heaven, the Church, all of these things. We've been talking about this the last three weeks so this is in continuation of that just to show you what we have when we engage the dna of our father we have access to all of these things so when you look at oops so i mean let me just my screen so in 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 1930 the reason i want want to do this is i want to show you what uh, a little bit about science first and then come to the word In 1930, there was a man called Upton Sinclair. He wrote a book titled Mental Radio. In that book, he proposed that telepathy was a scientific phenomena, And surprisingly, Albert Einstein endorsed the book. And Albert Einstein went on to say, Mental radio, in regards to the book, he said, Mental radio deserves the most earnest consideration, not only of the laity, but also of the psychologist by profession. So he's saying, hey, listen, this book has got some value. It's not only important for the lady, the normal people, everybody, but it's also for the psychologist by profession. That was in 1930. And then later on, uh, I forgot which year it was, uh, there was a man called Hans Berger. Uh, If you've been to the hospital and if you've gone for an electrocardiogram, You've probably also seen something that says EEG. It's not egg. It's EEG. You know, we can we can mistake it for egg. I mean, I remember looking at that and saying, what is it, you got eggs here in the, in, in the hospital? You know, but then I realized it's not EGG because, you know, we're so tuned to food that it's not like EEG is like egg. No, it's not egg. It's EEG. It's a word. It's electroencellophorexia encephalogram <laughs> if i get that right so this person hans berger is the father of the human electroencephalogram what does this machine do if you look up and you look at uh, uh, google and you say what is the eeg machine it deals with your brain what's in your brain what the the frequencies the thoughts of your brain so how did he come up with this Uh, Hans Berger was riding a horse at one time and he he fell off his horse. And he was almost run over by the team of racing horses. Now when this happened, his sister, who was miles miles away, sensed danger and asked her father to send a telegram to Hans Berger to see what was wrong with him. Now when this happened, this incident led him to give up studying math and science and move on to the medicine to find out to, to study of medicine with the hope of finding out or discovering the source of psychic energy now don't get afraid with the word psychic and all of this because these are scientific words it it's got nothing to do with like spooks we're not talking about spooks we're talking based on we're talking about science and the word of god you can't separate the two. You just can't separate the two. What science discovered, what what the word declared many years ago, scientists are actually discovering today. So don't let that disturb you, and you know, cause you to get scared. Oh, they're talking about psychic stuff. No, we're not talking about psychic stuff. So, have you ever experienced something like that? Something similar when something happened to somebody, and uh, you know. You just had a feeling and then you call that person and say, you know what, I just thought I'd call you. Is everything okay? I sense something is not right. Probably yes, probably no. But when when that happened, if that happened to you and the person you were speaking to was miles apart or you're just speaking to something, uh, or, or, you know, to some people and, and then you just ask them or you tell them something and they say, yeah, you know what, I had the same thought. The same thought thought was there. It's happened many times, you know, like uh, uh, I would just feel like, you know, I should phone somebody or Ricky. Several times it's happened. I pick up the phone and I call him and he said, you know what? I was just thinking I should speak to you. And it's happened to him as well. Uh, he'd pick up the phone and call me and say, you know what? I-, I would tell him, you know, I was just thinking of calling you actually. Now, how did that happen? Uh, no, it's not coincidence. Come on. <laughs> it's not coincidence. It It, it, it is something that, we have ignored or we have not really looked at. The scientific, it's called in, in the scientific world, it, they call it, it's called a phenomenon, scientific phenomenon called multiple effect. This multiple effect happens when multiple people located in different parts of the world simultaneously come up with the same idea, the same discovery at the very same time without having any prior communication or knowledge or what the other person is doing or thinking. It's happened before. Simultaneously, at, at the same time, people from different parts of the world have the same discovery or the same thought, and when they, start, when they start doing it, then they realize somebody else at the same point in time in another place had that. How is that possible? Scientists call it the multiple effect. Now, I can tell you, just as much as you are tuned into the father of light you are tuned into that frequency there are many other people tuned into that same frequency and just as you are receiving the downloads in your spirit from the father in the same way those people are receiving the downloads in, in their spirit from the father of light that's why sometimes you preach something and then you re- you, you, you you realize you go to another meeting and the, that person is preaching the very same thing that you preached. How is that possible? Because the downloads are happening at the same time, simultaneously. And there are people all around the world who are picking it up in their spirit. Scientists call it the multiple effect. Now, uh, a few years ago, uh, they had an experiment called Mental Message, where scientists got two people together, one in Mumbai, India, and the other person in Paris, France. And they connected them to a wireless headset. So just like you and I are talking, or at least I'm talking and you're listening, uh, we connected to the internet. They connected these two people. They put a wireless headset on, connected them to the computer through the internet. And they tested the person in India thinking, the person in Mumbai thinking a word. When the person in India thought, that word the person in Paris France he knew that this person in India is thinking this particular word without saying a word without saying anything and he said this is what that person is thinking And when they checked it verified scientific experiment called mental message you can probably you can google it you can find it it's on the internet I've seen it in several uh, twice at least I've seen this on uh, on, on a documentary where they prove That people can connect and have the same thoughts miles apart without even saying a particular word. Now, why did I bring science into it first? The reason I brought science in is because it is currently pursued in the scientific world in a very huge way. In a very, very huge way. You may not even realize it, but this has been being pursued for so many years so many years from the early 1900s from from when they from when they, they, they worked on and discovered when hans berger worked on and discovered the eeg machine to measure your thoughts to measure what's in your brain your brain activity it's been going on and you will be surprised to know at the stuff that is already uh, out there but we don't know about it because we're so holy we're so heavenly uh, uh, you know heavenly focused that we're earthly useless <laughs> we're so heavenly minded that we, we 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 can't even use that heavenly wisdom for the earth and how dumb that can be how what a waste that is that is i believe we are connected we are seated in heavenly places so that we can get downloads in our spirit in our minds in our hearts from the father so that we can take it And bring it out and manifest it into the world. If I may jump ahead of what, uh, uh, for for next Wednesday, I want if you're watching us on Facebook, I want you to connect with us next Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, with uh, Jeff and Anna on on a a Wednesday meeting because I'm going to be talking to you about something the Lord showed me that had no clue about. And I, in all my religious, uh, spiritual uh, idea, told the Lord something, not really knowing what the Lord is going to do. But the Lord gave me insight into something that I never knew about, that I'm manifesting it today in my life. So that catch, catch that on Wednesday, uh, this coming Wednesday. But... What does the Bible say about all this? You know, when the, the scientific world is so focused, so focused on brain and heart connection that it's unbelievable what they have discovered. And if you just take the time to go and listen to it with an open mind, you will be blown away, mind-boggling to see how much they have worked on the heart and brain connection that we we don't even know anything. We just leave it to like, you know, God knows everything. It's in God's hands. God will do it. No, God's saying, you know, hey, I gave you everything. You need to wake up to that new life. So what does the Bible say about all of this? What does the Bible say about hearing the thoughts of the heart? Is there something in the Bible about it? Absolutely. Luke chapter 11 verse 17. But he knowing their thoughts said to them. Luke chapter 11 verse 17. Recall Jesus knew their thoughts. And he said to them, I'm not reading the whole verse. I'm just reading that, just a portion of it. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 4, it says, But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said to them. Matthew uh, Matthew chapter 12, verse 25, the same verse we read in the beginning. Knowing their thoughts, he said to them. So Jesus knew about their thoughts. Jesus operated in the realm where the thoughts and intents of the heart were flowing. He he operated in that realm where he could he could see he could he could see the thoughts of the mind and the heart. He knew everything. He knew the, every secret motive of every soul. Now, if you look at the word, you read, read also in several cases, Jesus didn't answer the you know answer their words. They were asking things. They were saying things. He didn't answer their words, but he answered their secret thoughts and their deepest longings. You know, they were discussing things, they were discussing this and they are discussing that. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said something else. He didn't reply to the words, he replied to what was in the heart. Now, I like this uh, this this version of it in Revelation chapter 2 and verse 23. In the message Bible, it says, I x-ray every motive. Wow, that's that's crazy. That's crazy. super crazy. He says, I x-ray every motive. He sees every thought, he sees every intent of the, uh, of the heart. In the uh, in, uh, English Standard Version, it says, I am he who searches mind and heart. That's the ESV version on, on the uh, 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 every uh, English Standard Version with the Strongs. In the Bible, basic uh, English, uh, it tells us, I am he who makes search into the secret thoughts and hearts of men. Same verse, Revelation 2:23. Look at it. I mean, most of us have got Bibles uh, uh, online or on our phone that has multiple versions. You can just look, flip the versions so easily, and just check out what it says. Look at Revelations 2:23 when you have time. See the difference in in the verses, but all of them talk about Him knowing the thoughts and heart uh, and 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 intents of the heart. John chapter two, verse twenty-five. You look at what he said. He said, but Jesus, uh, 24, 25, I think it is. He said, but Jesus didn't entrust his life to them. He knew them inside and out. How He knew how untrustworthy they were. He didn't need any help in seeing right through them. So Jesus knew them. He knew them exactly. That's why he didn't trust them. He knew them inside out. He knew how untrustworthy they were. He didn't need any help in trying to see what they are. He knew he could see right through them. He could see right through their hearts. Jesus is light, he's truth. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the light. And he operates without the interference of external illusion. No, we operate based on external illusions. The reason I say illusion, because what you see may not be what, what it is in reality. What you see may not be exactly what it is. You're just seeing one dimension of it. You know, I grew up in a, in, a, in, a, in a church setting, a religious setting, where it was evil to watch television. It was evil to go to the movies. It was evil to, you know, I mean, everything had to be around the Bible, the Bible, the Bible, the meetings, Bible meetings, Bible fasting meetings, Bible praying, nothing else. It was, it was illegal to wear my hair like this, pointing upward. No, bro, that's not good. It was illegal to wear, you know, a colored t-shirt. You need to wear white and white because, you know, uh, and the saints wore white. I mean, they were in heaven, dude. I'm on earth. So, I mean, if God was so white conscious, he, uh, I mean, that, that would be bad, man. I mean, he would have given us all white hair. I mean, and can you believe it, how rebellious we would be because we still dye our hair? We dye our beard, we dye our mustache, we, we we dye our hair. I mean, I don't think God is you know a white crazy God. No, He gave us color. But I came, I grew up in a in that situation. So you know, we don't we don't talk about media, we don't talk about movies, we don't talk about anything. Why? Because that's unholy. No, that's not true. There are things we we operate, we operate. On external appearances, external illusions. Let me just say that we use that word. External illusions. But God has been speaking to us. He speaks to us through the word. We don't want to listen. He speaks to us through through media. We don't want to listen. But I I I want to challenge you. You know, if you've never seen the movie The Matrix, go and watch it. Do yourself a favor. I believe God uses Hollywood, Bollywood, whatever wood it is, whether it's no wood, fake wood, real wood, I don't care. He uses everything. He can use a donkey to speak. He can use Hollywood to speak to you. Go Go and watch the Matrix and you will see the stuff that they're speaking about there that actually glimpses of what God wants you to see. Why is Trinity waiting for Neo to come? I just drop that. If you, if you don't know what that means, go and watch the movie because I don't want to talk about the movie right now. We are so used to watching uh, or, or focusing on the external illusions that we fail to see what's on the inside. We have the Spirit of God with us, in us, manifesting in us, through us, but we fail to see the internal. We look at the external illusion. Jesus didn't need the outward appearance to help him discern things. Jesus could see just right through the people. He didn't have to listen to what they were saying for him to speak to them. He knew the words they spoke, but he knew the thoughts and intents of the heart. In the book of 1 Chronicles, chapter 28 and verse 9, it says, For God examines every heart and sees through every motive. That's in the message uh, translation. God examines every heart and sees through every motive. So that's why no matter what people do, no matter what people say, it doesn't matter. Because God can see through your heart. He can see through your motive. Now the Bible tells us that God came to save us. You know, we have so caught up with this. God came to save me. God came to save me. He saved me from my sin. Hallelujah. I'm on my way to heaven. We just don't even realize what we're talking about. Through his love for us, he came to redeem mankind. He came to redeem us from our stinking thinking and set us free to be birthed in the consciousness of true redemption. I'm going to say that again. Jesus came to redeem mankind from their stinking thinking and set us free so that we can be birthed into the consciousness of true redemption, redemption of the mind. Which is repentance, which is metanoia, which means changing your mind to have the mind of Christ. How amazing is that? He wants you to start thinking just like him, because that's what we we you know we want we want we say we have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. I remember many many years ago, uh, over uh, probably close to twenty eight years ago, uh, leading a, a, a youth camp. Uh, for 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 vacation for school kids, and singing a song, let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus, and that song is still in my mind, it's still in my spirit. God wants us to have the mind of Christ, a mind that is repented, the mind that is changed, completely changed, renewed, to be thinking just like God. He knows our thoughts. He just doesn't base, he doesn't use our thoughts to base his view of us he knows our thoughts he knows everything but he doesn't judge us according to our thoughts he doesn't judge he doesn't use that cardinosis to to bring out things from our heart and to expose us he knows everything what we're thinking Isaiah chapter 11 verse 3 and 4 says he won't judge by appearance He won't decide on the basis of hearsay. He'll judge the needy by what is right. Render decisions on earth's poor with justice. He's not going to judge. He's not judging us based on what we say or how we look or whatever. He knows what is in our hearts, but he is not bringing that thoughts out or revealing those thoughts, those inner thoughts to humiliate us. Cardionosis is not about condemning people, revealing their inner thoughts. It's not like I walk up to somebody and I can can see what, what they're thinking and then just pull it out and just expose them for what they're thinking. No, it's not that. It's about the joy of knowing and being known. Walking in the light and being vulnerable and honest with each other. This is what the Bible calls living with a higher perspective. Where I am vulnerable, I know what, what is inside of me. I am vulnerable when I stand in front of you. I, I, the, the possibility of you knowing what's in my mind, what's in my heart is very high. <coughs> you You should be able to know it because you are Christ on earth. Christ is in you. Jesus operated in this realm. He knew our thoughts. He knew what was, what was in our hearts. Can you imagine Jesus not operating with cardiognosis? Can you imagine Jesus not operating and saying, you know, I, I don't know what's in, what's in the heart. I don't know what's in the mind. That's so much that he has to operate by what he sees. But we have learned to operate by what we see. And that's not divine design. God didn't design us like that so that we can operate by what we see. And that needs to change. That needs to change. We can continue to live by what we see or we can say, you know what, hey, listen, wow, I, I, I never knew about this. But now I want to operate in this with empathy, with cardinosis, so that I can feel what somebody else is going through. I can see what somebody else is going through and operate out of empathy and lift them up to that higher life. Half of the prophecy that goes on today is just hogwash. Sorry if I if I pop that bubble. Half of the prophecy is just pure nonsense. Just pure nonsense. I remember uh, speaking to somebody, and and that person came up and said, "God has sent you to this this and this place so that you would destroy the uh, the the." I don't want to mention the words because I want to be sensitive to everybody who's who, who would be watching us later or would be listening to something, but they came up with some stuff that God's going to send you here so that you can build a a Bible school. And I was like, no way, I don't want to build any Bible school. He said, but this is the word that God has spoken to you. And it's just just words, you know, just just to say things, to make somebody feel happy. We are called to have this Cano's life, to be just like Jesus. I want to read a verse to you in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 4. The unveiling of Christ as defining our lives immediately implies that what is evident in Him is equally mirrored in you. The exact life on exhibit in Christ is now repeated in us. We are included in the same bliss and joined oneness with Him just as His life reveals you, your your life reveals Him i'm just going to share just that one one slide because i want you to look at that let me just pull this down i want you to just see this one thing and i want you to want want you to let this soak into you can you imagine jesus not operating in cardinosis? he knew the thoughts and intents of the heart but he never pulled it to 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 hurt or humiliate anyone but if Jesus operated in that, then why aren't we operating in, in the higher life as well? Why aren't we able to say, you know what? I want to work with the stuff that's in our heart. The cardinals, the, the thought feelings. I can I can feel somebody's thoughts and I can tell them and talk to them. Minister to them on a level that will impact their lives. Colossians 3, 2, 3 4, that's the verse I want you to read together with me. The unveiling of Christ, the revealing of Christ as defined as defining our lives, immediately implies that what is evident in Him is mirrored, equally mirrored in you. What is evident in Christ is equally mirrored in you. That's so heavy, that word. That verse is so heavy. I mean, you could just take that word and just meditate on that for the rest of the night and get slapped into glory, get whacked in glory because what is evident in Him is equally mirrored in you. You can just go in and out, in and out, drunk in His presence, drunk with that glory because of what, what that word, just that, just, that, just that one part of that sentence says, the exact life on exhibit in Christ is now repeated in us. We are included in the same bliss and joint oneness with Him, just as His life reveals you, your life reveals Him. We have not, we have not, we're not even touched that at all. We have not even touched that at all. We are so far from that that, I mean, like when you look at it, it's like, uh, what is this? We're so caught up about, I, I, I like to read, uh, you know, there's a there's verse. Let me just see if I can find it. I think it's Hebrews chapter 6. Uh, let me just pull it up on my phone. And uh, look at that verse. I think it's in Hebrews chapter 6. I want us to read uh, this. Don't, you don't need to turn your Bible. It's okay. Uh, I can just read this. Uh, let me just pull it up. I didn't plan to say this, but I just want to read this. Let me just change the, the to the amplified yep. Yeah. The writer of Hebrews says this. Therefore, let us go on and get past the elementary stages in the teachings and doctrines of Christ, the Messiah, advancing steadily towards a completeness and perfection that belongs to spiritual maturity. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1. And then he says. Let us not again be laying the foundation of repentance. Boom. Wow. That's a slap in the face. Because what happens every time? Repent. Repent. Come back to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Turn away from sin. Turn away from sin. He says, let us not again be laying the foundation of repentance and abandonment of dead works. He says, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't go after the same old things of uh, repentance from sin. In fact, if you look at the King James, it says it, repentance from dead works. And then faith towards God. So we keep preaching and saying, you know, telling people you need to have faith towards God. Have faith. Three steps of faith. Then I come into your church and I preach the seven steps of faith. So you put three to seven and seven together, it makes ten. And then Jeffrey comes in and preaches in your church and he says the twenty-one steps to faith. We are going to have a twenty-one day of fasting and prayer. We're going to teach you about faith. Twenty-one different steps of faith. So you put twenty-one plus ten together, it makes it thirty-one. And then Ricky comes in and says we got three three levels of faith. So you add. 31 plus 3 and you got 34 and then finally you're confused because you don't know what to count anymore. Because you have so many levels of faith, so many steps of faith, so many keys of faith that you forget which key to use to open the lock. You, you, you're, you're just like sitting in front of your house and you got a bunch of keys in your hands and you don't know which key you need to use to open, open the door to get inside. And that's exactly where I was many years ago so many levels of faith so many keys of faith so many steps of faith but but paul writing in hebrew says don't lay aside don't don't lay again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards god of the doctrine of baptism and now we got to go on you know how many baptisms are there there's water baptism and there's fire baptism and there's rain baptism and there's wind baptism i don't know how many baptisms there are But we want to go on and on and on. The doctrine of baptism. And then we got how to lay hands upon the sick. Because he says, you know, don't lay again. Don't don't go with the foundation of how to lay hands on the sick. Sick and the resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. I mean, he's saying, hey, listen. Listen. These are foundational principles that we have laid once and we leave it. You cannot build your house if you keep laying the foundation over and over and over and over again. At some point in time, you've got to stop with the foundation and start raising up the walls. And then put in the roof, then you put in the flooring, then you put in the windows and the doors, and then you begin to beautify the house, and then you make that building a place of habitation. Fast forward, God has already made us a place of habitation. He dwells in us. But instead of talking about the higher life, we're still talking about how to put the foundation. This, this, this hurt my toes. When I first heard it, it was like, you know, uh, if, if you're a handyman and you've used a hammer at your house, you probably smashed your thumb at some point in time trying to nail something to the, you know, to the wall. This is when I first heard this kind of preaching. It was like somebody took the hammer and smashed all my toes. Forget stamping your toes. My toes were smashed. But we still go on with it, right? And that's why we don't know what what in heaven. I was going to say what the heck, but it doesn't make sense, you know. So what what in heaven is cardiosis? It sounds like carbonara. You know what I mean? Like, if you know what carbonara is, okay, you can... Uh, you know, but spaghetti, bolognese, carbonara, cardionosis. I don't know, but I mean, maybe somebody needs to have, you know, Italian food. Maybe... I, I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. Maybe somebody needs to have Italian food. Because if you're on the call, maybe somebody is, like, thinking... Or you might probably have thought, like... I need to get some Italian food. Maybe you spoke to your wife or your wife spoke to you and said, honey, let's go for some Italian. And you were saying, no, I don't want to go for Italian. I got to go. No, I don't want to. Listen to the preacher. Go for Italian. <laughs> Pizza's right, pastor. Pizza's good. I can tell you some good pizza places if you want to. <laughs> so you get what I'm saying? We're we we caught. We're so caught up with, with stuff that, is already been the foundation. We have been laying those foundations for years. Foundation of the foundation of the foundation. Can you imagine a building that has multiple foundations and no roof, no wall? It's just like a block of concrete. And that's exactly what we are. We've become. But it's time to get into the kind of life. Time to interact with angels. Time to interact with the saints of God. I mean, church. Let me tell you something. I'll be open with you. I don't care what people say, because. You know, I am me the other day. That's 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 the greatest thing. You know, we don't have to worry what people say. I've been talking to you about angels. I've been talking to you about transportation in the spirit. I've been talking about talking to you about interdimensional beings. And two days ago, in fact, yesterday, early yesterday morning, I had such an intense dream. Uh, I I I have to call it a dream because I thought I was dreaming, but I don't really know because I wasn't taken and put into a different place and then back again and out back again three times three times and after every time I woke up I spoke to Tabitha I dropped back to sleep back again into that same place where I was picked up taken out from 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 where I was into another place and when I finally you know shook off and woke up I said, you know, this is the third time it's happening. I said, fine, let me get up out of bed because I don't know if I go there now and whether I'm going to come back immediately now. You know, because it was like time travel. It was like just disappearing, appearing, And for the whole day yesterday, I could feel the sensation of that dream in my body. The whole day. We went out yesterday, we were driving. I was telling you I can feel that same sensation in my dream. That I had in the dream, I can feel it in my body. We are interdimensional beings, we are multidimensional beings. We have this new life in Christ. We see to be Christ in heavenly places. We have the ability to engage just like Jesus. We are mirrored in him. He's mirrored in us. We completely the same. Where you can look at people and also be able to know the thoughts and intents of their heart. You'll be able to communicate with them through the spirit, communication in the spirit, cardinosis. Communicate with them with empathy, with feeling, with with passion, with 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 uh, uh, emotion. Not to pull them down, not to pull anybody down, but to lift them up. What would happen if you walked into a, into a room or went somewhere and you looked at somebody and you don't know, you don't know that person and that person is going through a huge problem and contemplating suicide and you tell them this, you know, what you're going through and you just share with them and tell them, you know, don't commit suicide, don't think about suicide because God is God wants to love you and give you a life and and bless you and this person just looks at you and like, how do you know that? I mean you've automatically got that person to taste that Kaino's life. And I believe God wants us to go there. This is just a basic. This is just an introduction to show you that science is pursuing this, has been pursuing this, they are continuing to pursue it. Jesus operated in this. The Old Testament tells us that God operates like this. Jesus showed us that he operated like this. And the Word tells us that we are just like Jesus. So isn't it time... Don't you think it's time? Are you ready to live that higher life? And it's simple. There is no three step, four step, 15 step, nothing. All you need to do is just be open and say, you know what, Jesus, I don't, I don't understand everything Carl said, but show me and teach me. And that's enough because he will begin to teach you. In fact, you don't even need to do that because many of you, on the call, you've you've experienced that multiple times. It's just that you didn't know about it. You didn't know what it was. Lack of knowledge. That's right. Lack of knowledge. But now you know. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So take this, listen to it, ask the Holy Spirit to lead you, to guide you, to take you, to to, to usher you into that mirrored life of christ we will discuss this at another point in another uh, in another meeting but for now i'm going to stop right here i just want to thank you for joining us on facebook everyone on facebook just want to thank you for joining us i pray the lord will bless you you have a wonderful time join us again on wednesday 7:30 p.m uh we will be live streaming on my wall on jeff's wall as well as on manifesting christ uh, on facebook live we're so glad that you could be part of uh, this meeting. We bless you, bless your families, and we pray that you will be supernaturally blessed and you have a, a wonderful afternoon, a wonderful evening, depending where you are. And uh, everybody on Zoom, thank you for, for taking this time to, to be here with us. And um, I might have said something that you probably know. I might have said something that you probably don't know, whichever it is. Whether it's good or whether it's bad, nobody knows. But but just enjoy it. Just enjoy what the Father wants you to to have. I personally believe that God wants it's time. And I believe God wants us to be just like Christ. You know, in the marketplace. You go to the marketplace, you go to the mall, you go to the beach, you go to your office, you know, and 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 you operate in that mirrored image of Christ. And that would be amazing. That would be truly amazing. we mm-hmm. So I just want to thank you for taking the time to be here, and I pray the Lord will awesomely bless you and.